Hello there. How are you? Oh my god. You can always see behind the scenes. I mean, maybe you will today. As I'm, uh, I'm shooting a little video right now. Maybe I'll use it for some promo. Welcome to another Pretender to Contender. If you remember, I, I said I didn't want to. I said I didn't want to film stuff, right? Remember I said that? I was like, ah, man, I, I don't want to film, man. It, it takes me out of my naturalness. <laughs> or do I even have naturalness? If I got to look into the camera and, and make eye contact to the webcam, it just, it, you know, it doesn't feel as natural. That's all I'm saying, everybody. Welcome to another episode. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, real quick at the top, if you want to come and see me live, the uh, Remember When show, I got a couple of dates to plug. We got November 5th in Scranton, PA, and we got November 6th in Mamaroneck, New York. Both Remember When shows, the Saturday one in Mamaroneck, will have my, uh, my band that I've been working with. Got a band. I'm the youngest one out of everybody in the band. It's classic. Uh, looking forward to it, though. A lot of work going into it, working on it. I've posted some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on Facebook and Instagram. If you haven't checked me out on TikTok yet, go check me out there. It's all the Joe Matteris. But come and see me live. It's it. It's probably the best way to ever see me. I... I you know, I like doing these podcasts. I, I catch a lot of flack for my podcasting skills, but, you know, it is what it is. I like doing them. I like talking by myself. I don't like uh, finding a guest, even though there's a guest here and there. As I was supposed to interview uh, Porcelain today. If you guys know who Porcelain is, he's the guy who made those documentaries about me that are... Uh, you know, three different documentaries, all in the all in a negative light. <laughs> Nothing positive in those documentaries, uh, except that uh, you know, I'm getting the piss take out of me in the in those docs. He's British porcelain, unless that's not real. But I was I wasn't supposed to interview him for today's episode, but I thought I had an interview scheduled with him, and I was going to air it next week that episode and. Uh, I didn't hear from him, so I, I don't I, I don't know what's happening. I, ho I hope you're all right, Porcelain. Hope everything's fine. So, what do we really want to talk about in this episode? Jeez, uh, the main thing, and and I put it out to some callers, uh, which the number's always nine five one two nine eight nine eight nine nine. That's the voicemail for the podcast. You can always leave messages with questions or anything you want to say to me, and uh, I'll try to air it, you know what I mean? But uh, today's topic was about a conversation I had with a comedian friend, and, and, and I don't want to say his name. He, he, he didn't want me to say his name, and I understand. He's like, dude, 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 don't say my name. Don't say my name. I, I Don't, don't. <laughs> like, all right. I said, but I'm going to throw you under the bus on this podcast. Now, the discussion we had is almost slightly different than what the topic could be. And what I mean by that is we talked 
me and this comedian, he had left me a long message about Dave Chappelle's new special, The Closer, and how he thought it was all shock. He that you know he was just going for shock, which I could respect him saying that. But then he continued to say he thinks Dave Chappelle is overrated, that he doesn't really uh, love his stuff, that he's not what everybody thinks he is, and he and, and then he goes on to kind of shitting on Louis C.K. too, which this guy's always um, ripped on Louis C.K. for thinking Louis just, you know, is, a, is I think he'll call, he'll call him like a dick joke artist. Like, everything's got to be dirty, everything has to be dick, and da-da-da-da. And I don't know if that just makes me a different kind of comedian or a different kind of person, but I can see beyond that. And the discussion that's a bigger discussion is, is when your friend disagrees with you on something, but it's something like that they disagree so far against what you think about something, especially since we're both comedians. So he's discussing something that he feels about two different comedians, which is Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle. And to have such a disagreement, it makes you go, well, man, is that why me and this guy are like, we're friends, we're good friends, but we're not amazing friends. You know, we don't do things together. We don't hang out. It's mostly a phone uh, relationship. You know, we've we've been around each other. We've definitely done things together, but it's been a long time. And I'm just curious if other people out there can relate. It would almost be like if someone disagreed with you so harshly on politics, could the relationship go? You know, I've talked about this in the past. Could you be a Trump supporter and then <coughs> the other person be really far um, left wing? And could they be in a marriage, you know? And and I find it, it happens. I have a few friends that are big Trump supporters. And we are friends. Um, probably because I'm not really that, uh, that political about things. I don't take harsh stances. But I do notice certain people that'll be really far one way. It can be hard to be in a, in a close relationship with them. You can be in a relationship with them, but it's like... They're not going to be your best friend or someone you really talk to a lot. And when a, when a comedian disagrees with you so much on something like this, it just it just throws you for a loop. For him to say Dave Chappelle is overrated and I I think he's just nothing special is just And I said this to him. I said, "Listen, Dave Chappelle is the only comedian that I've seen live. And when I say live, and like in my time frame of when I started to now, he was the only stand-up comedian that I had ever seen that I was around and they were coming up with me that I noticed was was better. He was better than all of us. And I noticed it. And I noticed it right away. I was like, wow. Even though... You can think of comedy as art and everybody's different and nobody's better. It's, you know, you can say that. And I do say that and I say it all the time. But there was something about Chappelle that you knew 
you were watching a star, even when he wasn't a star, when he was young, when I used to see him when we were coming up in the Boston Comedy Club and the Comedy Cellar. And he was at the Boston a lot. And he was really young and you were just like, you were wowed by him, you know? And he, I, I hadn't seen anybody that really wowed me that wasn't famous yet except him. Him and Mitch Hedberg really stood out to me when I saw Mitch Hedberg at the Montreal Comedy Festival the first time he was there and he was just getting applause on every joke. And I was in the back of the room. I still remember it was the original Club Soda in Montreal during the comedy uh, festival. I was one of the new faces. I wasn't getting to perform at this club soda where he was. And I was like, wow, this venue's awesome. And I remember watching Mitch and just being in awe that his, he was so unique. And I've always felt that about Dave Chappelle. And, and the, I even say to the extreme of that, um, Dave, those, those Rick James sketches on the Dave Chappelle show not only are hilarious sketches, I say that they're in the they're in the top two or three greatest comedy sketches of all time. For me, there it was just to, to mix a real thing in with a sketch and have Chappelle playing the part of Rick James and so fucking funny was so fucking great. Uh that I even said to my friend who disagreed with me about him being a, a great one, I said, sometimes if someone's done such a great work of art some at some point in their career that they have your respect forever. Like, I'm not someone that's going to judge you on, like, Chappelle did six specials. That was the deal with Netflix. And some of them were better than others. None of them were terrible. Almost all of them were great. But the last one for me was like off the charts great. Phenomenal. Um, And just that special, that one to me and uh, Killing Me Softly was something he did, did early in his career. Those two specials are so good to me that Chappelle... And even calls himself the goat in his in his special, and and I agree with him, you know, I mean, but I I have a few goats, <laughs> which doesn't make sense. If you're a goat, you're the greatest ever, right? I mean, <coughs> you got some great ones, you know. You got you got you know George Carlin and uh, of course uh, Richard Pryor. Hold the test of time. And I know Dave Chappelle's comedy stands the test of time. And and the same with Chris Rock. As you remember early in the Pretender to Contender podcast, when it wasn't called that, it was called From Pretender to Contender. And my sidekick, I won't even say his name now because he's not my sidekick anymore. But this thing that he said on the podcast that we did when we had a disagreement tainted the relationship. And I had trouble doing a podcast with him after that where when he thought Chris Rock sucked like I'm like how can you think Chris Rock sucks like you can go ah he's not my cup of tea but I I respect him and I think he's one of the greats it's just you know he doesn't make me laugh or something like that but to go to these extremes where you think someone sucks is a whole nother thing Chris Rock is an incredible comedian 
and, and just unbelievable. And the other thing that this comedian said was classic. He goes, uh, he goes, I think you're better than him. And I also think I'm better than him, which was hilarious because I said to him, dude, just so you know, <laughs> I said this to him, no one is going to ever think that you are better than Dave Chappelle ever. And then, you know, he's shitting on this new special, the closer that's going for all this shock. And I said, all right, let me go watch it. Let me go watch it, you know, because I don't want to pull what I do with the many saints in Newark. I didn't even watch it. I still haven't watched it. I still have to go and watch it. But last night I stayed up late alone, really focused, relaxed and watched the whole the closer special on Netflix. And what I was trying, I, I didn't really say this to the comedian friend of mine, but I wanted to say, like, first of all, I believe that an artist has to have misses to have huge hits, right? And if you think that this special is a miss, it, it wasn't, by the way. It's definitely good. It's worth watching. And we all know who've, who is a Netflix subscriber. When you watch comedy specials, how often do you watch five minutes and shut them off? And you're like, this isn't good. This isn't funny. This guy's, you know, there's a lot of other ones I can say are overrated. And I I just, I, I can't even watch it. I watch five minutes. I'm like, I'm, this isn't good. You know, I mean, I guess Dave Chappelle is my style because he goes for interesting. That's where, a, to me, a lot of comedians miss, you know. They don't really put their point of view out there. They just, they're just funny, you know, whereas great comedians seem to put their point of view out there. And uh, Bill Burr is somebody like that for me, really. You know who he is. You know where he stands. You know how he feels. And Chappelle does that every time. I mean, he'll mix, he'll mix some dramatic things into his special, you know, and I, Chris Rock's another one that does that. They're not saying something that's necessarily funny, but it's it's thought-provoking, and it makes you think. And that's, to me, what makes a really great comedian. When there's stuff going on in the world, like corona, all the, the, the big things, there's some comedians touch on it, and you don't give a shit, and then there's these the greats. You can't wait to hear what they're going to say about it. And... Chappelle is one of those people. Uh, I'll play you the trailer. I, even the trailer to the special <laughs> is kind of funny and unique. Like, Chappelle throws an artistic angle on everything. And that's another reason why I like him. So many stand-up comedians that I've come across, and it, it amazes me, don't, they don't have an artisticness, uh, you know, that I, don't, that I agree with. They'll recommend shitty television shows shitty movies like nothing near like artsy you know what I mean I tend to like the comedians that like when you, when you talk about Chappelle and Louis CK they can ma they make the mainstream laugh they make the comedians that are there watching and we want to go in the room and watch they're those guys and they also um make uh really artistic like alternative type really creative people think you know um and it even looks like some of the transgender stuff that he said in the special and this this transgender person
got suspended from Netflix for what they posted. It, it, they weren't even really shitting on Dave Chappelle. They were just basically saying that he said these things. Like we're at that's what the what time of the what, what it's like in our world now. You don't necessarily have to say anything bad to get in trouble. You could just mention transgender. You you don't even have to say you're for or against or you you think this or think that. You just bring it up. Like I just did. I just said it. Like I could catch shit for that from that. Someone could mix what I said and change it a little bit and 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 make it mean something that I didn't mean and I'm in trouble. So uh so that's another thing you got to admire Dave Chappelle about. He's the biggest the biggest comedian and he still goes for it. He still takes risks. That's so admirable to me. You know, there's these comedians out there that they just keep the same act. And like, I've had comedians say that to me a lot. Like, why are you doing this remember when thing? Like, you got all these jokes that kill. Why don't you just go do those? And I'm just like, I'm fucking bored of those. That doesn't feel creative to me. I like putting a whole new thing together. This remember when thing. Yeah, maybe you saw it and it's it's not a slam dunk right now, but it will be, and I'm working on it, and I keep fixing it and changing it, you know? Uh, So hopefully there's people out there that admire me and will see something and then wait a year and see it again and see what it changed into. I mean, that's, that's what's great about doing what I do for a living. So listen, listen to the, um, listen to the trailer here play it for you. I thought it was kind of creative. This is Dave. He tells jokes for a living. Driving down these country roads is a lot like a meditation. He's deep in thought. Back in the trance. Five specials in as many years. How do you close a body of work that profound. I couldn't imagine the enormity of the pressure. And then he looks as if he's about to say something. What could he possibly have left to say? Will you shut the fuck up, Morgan Freeman? Sorry. I was I was just just It's all right. Carry on, Dave. (laughs) I like it. I like cinematic type stuff interesting type stuff everything he does is that so come on man way off base to think he's overrated and then you could go on with louis ck too you know as much as he did and the trouble he got in you have to be smart enough if you think that like something is just dirty or just you're not smart enough, I guess, to see that there's more there than that. And that's why the world 
has gravitated and why they loved Louis C.K. before his masturbation situation. They they loved him. He was, dude, he was top, the top of the game, man. Huge concerts, changing the whole rules of the game, doing everything on his own, going around all the business, renting you know, the garden and putting on shows and selling his own tickets on his own website and making specials and selling them and making TV shows and selling them on his website. And then you're going to say he's all, you're so off base. It amazes me. So uh, I don't know if there's any, I'm trying to think if there's any other stand-up comedian, I wish I could hear from you, that thinks Louis C.K. or Dave Chappelle are are not good comedians like are you out there is this the uh, is this guy i'm friends with the the only one and you know sure i'm I'm not gonna stop being friends with the guy but that's just i don't know it's out of bounds it's out of bounds and it makes me I, i don't i can't have a comedy discussion with this guy anymore i just come on dude you know it's you think he's going for dirty for no reason. I feel like you're hating for no reason. Well, I've said enough. I've said enough. I want to go to the phones. I got some voicemails on this topic, and uh, I want to listen to them. And also, I heard them say that five spe- specials is what Morgan Freeman said. Am I wrong to say was this his sixth one, or did he only make five? I'm gonna Google that right now. Okay, I was correct. It is six. It is six. Morgan Freeman was speaking of the five that he had did already. Six specials, uh, sixty million. <laughs> uh, it's so hard not to say this comedian friend of mine's name. You can guess all you want. I'm never going to tell you. But uh, it just. Do you think Netflix would be that far off base? That they'd give some overrated comedian that is a nothing $60 million. Now, a lot of you would say, well, if you have that big of a fan base, they're going to pay you the money. But are you going to have that? It's like a catch-22. Are you going to have that big of a fan base that you can make that much money if you are overrated and suck? Do we know anybody? I mean... You know, a lot of people hated Andrew Dice Clay, right? Like back when Dice was huge, right back in the day. But, and a lot of people are like, it's all fucking bullshit. It's all smoke and mirrors. But there was something unique to it. That's why the world gravitated it to, to towards it. They, I don't know if the world makes humongous mistakes, you know, like that. But I'm sure we could we could think of some talent. But I'm talking like humongous, you know, like you could make fun of like uh, Millie Vanilli, right? Like they weren't even singing their songs. They were lip syncing. They were lip singing, right? And they're lip syncing. <laughs> and, and, you know, but I'm, I'm talking way bigger than that, you know? I don't know. I, I trust my own opinion. Uh, and I, I love the way Dave Chappelle ended the whole special. It was uh, really cool and unique the way he ended his six six specials. So let's uh, let's go to the first phone call here. 
Let's see who we got. Who do we have? One of our regulars. Hey, Joe. Oh, gosh, love this question this week. For me, uh, I, I, I remember having a conversation about what was better, to be sort of as truthful, as honest as possible, or tell people sort of more what they want to hear because it feels better and not as hurtful. And, uh, and, and some, some, I was having a discussion with somebody about sort of like, they were like, no, I'll, I'll lie to people often because I, I don't want them to feel offended and, um, or, or, you know, be hurt if I had done something wrong. And, and, uh, and I was like, oh gosh, for me, it's like, I just want to know what the truth is and then deal with the facts, you know? So even both sides were like, so, trying to do the right thing. I don't think I could be too close to someone who didn't value honesty and truthfulness above, I guess, feelings, emotions, I guess. But that's just me, you know? I'm not judging, but uh, that's just me. Well, that's a really good call. That was Preston over there in New York, another uh, stand-up comedian, great comic, who um, he just started a TikTok page. He's doing he's doing he's doing something really cool. I love what Preston's doing. He's he's a super white guy, right? Who grew up in Rochester, but he's lived in uh, you know, Spanish-speaking countries before. And he speaks Spanish fluently. And he's been doing shows in Spanish for Spanish-speaking audiences and as a as a really white guy. And it's really fucking funny. And he's starting to launch the, the clips. And he, they're translated in English and Spanish uh, on TikTok. Go check them out. Preston Gitlin. It's Preston with an O-N at the end. Preston Gitlin. G-I-T-L-I-N. I recommend it. I don't know how many clips he's got. He might only have like one or two out. He just started his TikTok. And it's doing pretty good already. And I told him it's a, it's a great little niche because you're not expecting it. It's a surprise. And you're like, what the fuck? It's like, it's just funny to, to watch these Latino audiences like are in the Bronx or if, I'm sure he's going to Miami to do some shows. Maybe he'll go to Puerto Rico and different countries that have American and Spanish stand-up comedy and he could do it. That's cool. Uh, I like what he's talking about. Honesty, too. That's a big one. Like, I find, like, if I met a guy who, like, Example, cheats on his wife, right? I have trouble being friends with that guy when there's, like, lies involved. I've had a friend who I'm not friends with anymore. Like, I always had to lie for him if he had his girlfriend around. And then I wouldn't... He would have so many girls that I wasn't sure if, if this was his girlfriend or is this another one. Like, I had no idea. I couldn't tell. And it put me in an uncomfortable situation. And then, like, we ended up not being friends anymore. And... You know, that it was another one. It was like I had to live his lie for him, with him. And I, I just didn't enjoy that. Um, it, on top of me not respecting somebody that can do that. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, I mean, it's, it's a little different to know if I know this guy who feels this way about Chappelle and Louis C.K. If I don't value his, uh, his values... I don't know his values well enough because I haven't, be, you know, we haven't gotten super, super, super good friends. We just, Like I said, it's a lot of talking on the phone, you know, 
talking comedy, talking shop. It's a lot of that. Um, I can't say too much because I'll end up giving it away. But great, great example there, Preston. Um, honesty. If someone's a dishonest person, they choose lying. You know, one of the reasons why um, I'm not managed by a, com- a, a comedy manager anymore. And I remember my wife once saying this because I used to get upset. She seen me go through like three different comedy managers. I've had, I think I've had, I had five in my career. And it's really hard to get ahead without representation. It's a, that's another catch-22. But then when you're in rep- representation, unless you can get the best of the best, the greatest, the goat of comedy managers, they're usually a little dishonest. And I, I would have a problem with that. And I would have trouble. Like, I thought I needed to be friends with my manager. You know, I'd watch guys like Jerry Seinfeld and George Shapiro. And George Shapiro still comes to all his gigs. And they seem like they're friends and they respect each other. And I'd have these managers and I would, I would either catch them in lies or pretty sure they were lying and then watch them do some shitty things and I would say something to my wife, and she would go, well, you don't become a comedy ma- manager unless you're kind of that person that's all about their business. They don't care who they got to step on to get to where they want to go. They're all about the money, and that's it. And, you know, that's why a lot of these motivational guys that I watch, unless they're fooling me, they sell that they're trying to be a great person and that being living a good life and being happy is success. You don't have to go by finances, you know, where a lot of people in my past when, you know, I don't get trolled that much anymore, but it still happens. But when it was really harsh and they would say all this shit, like, aren't you, don't you feel like a loser where your comedy career is? And they would always weigh like, Oh, you know, you're not as big as like a Sebastian Maniscalco. Don't you, don't, aren't you depressed? Don't you feel like a fucking loser? They would harp on that. No, no one ever weighs in your quality of life. And like every day, like when I wake up, I think, Jesus, if I didn't marry my wife, how fucking depressed I would be. And that, wow, what a right choice I made when I was in L.A., and my career was doing really well. And I had a development deal. I had an agent. I had a manager. I was about to have my own sitcom, maybe, on NBC. Bunch of money. And something felt void. And for some reason, and my two comedian roommates were like, are you nuts? I was like, dude, I'm moving back to New York. Like, I've been here a year. I want to get married and have kids. I'm like 34, 35 now. It's scaring the shit out of me. The girls here, they're just, none of them are marriage material. Everybody's in show business. Everybody's like me, 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 me. I, I can't do it. I can't, I, I haven't even had a second, like, I can't even get a, a sec. I don't even meet a girl I want to have a second date with, let alone, you know, uh, somebody that you're going to want to spend the rest of your life with and raise a family. And uh, I moved back. And then I met my wife three months after that. Three fucking months. Might have even been two months. And I knew right away when I met her. I was like, wow, you know. 
just like what I'm saying for Chappelle and uh, and and Louis C.K. They're 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 wow like comedians. So uh, you know, come on. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. So what am I trying to say here? I'm I'm saying that you know what I'm saying. You guys listening know what I'm saying. Let's go to another call. Let's see who we got here. Hey, it's Jerry Rowan from Philadelphia. Uh, before we go to this week's topic, I, I, I just wanted to clarify my comment from last week. Um, I wasn't saying that I think the new cast of the Saints of Newark should uh, start doing The Sopranos again. What I was saying is I think there's room for another movie or even maybe you had two more movies or something like that that would bring us up to when The Sopranos would begin. Not to, I mean, to do it again with the, the new cast would be ridiculous. Just to clarify that. <laughs> I also want to say that I watched it again and started watching The Sopranos, and I actually like it more after watching it again and going right into the series. So, whatever, teach their own. Ah, this week's topic. I, I can't, I can't say that I've had, I've had anything that's, that, 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 that made me that polarizing with a friend, except for politics, I guess. But, uh, even that, unless somebody's really crazy, I, I, I don't think it would inter- interfere with a friendship, but you're not saying really interfere with your friendship, you're saying a close friend. So, I will say this though, uh, uh, and any of my really close friends, we're pretty in sync when it comes to comedy, music, movies, and entertainment. You know, we're not 100%, nobody really is, but, we're pretty much in sync, and we like the same kind of stuff. Uh, that I can say, but uh, but as far as what you're asking, I, I don't have any real example. So hopefully, uh, I don't know if that helps. But uh, anyway, that's my thoughts this week. So long, guys. Later. I think Jerry uh, called back and added on. Jerry, what you did say is an example. Politics. Like I'm not saying. That this um, disagreement is going to make me go, I don't want to be friends with this guy. That's not what I'm saying. I hope people can hear this. What I'm saying is, is this disagreement a reason why me and this person haven't got closer? Because there's this, like, I don't know. I almost feel like it's... It's not like, oh, he likes this kind of music or he likes this kind of comedy. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a feeling more than a taste. You know what I mean? Like, my, my wife doesn't like some of the greatest bands ever that I love. And then she'll sometimes come around. Like, she almost doesn't even have the information and she'll think she doesn't like them. You know? I almost feel like this guy, I, I even said to him, I go... Don't judge on the closer. Go watch the last special and then go watch Killing Me Softly and then co- then call me back, you know? It would be like saying, like that guy, uh, my old podcast host, didn't like Chris Rock. And I'm like, did you watch Bring the Pain? Like, then come back to me, you know? Maybe you didn't see it. But there's something making me think, oh, this l- little thing, we're so him and I are so different that that's probably why we're just like friends, but not like, like I know who his really good friends are and I'm not one of them. And maybe that's the reason. And I think 
he said uh, this other comedian that is his really good friend agreed with him about Chappelle. But I don't know if he agreed with him about Chappelle on a whole or just that last special. Because I, I could tell that that special wasn't as unbelievable. But it was still good. It wasn't what that last one was, like I said. But it's still it was still good. It wasn't like, ugh, you know? It's like... Uh, ACDC, Back in Black, like every fucking song's incredible on that album, but then you could pull some other ACDC albums, and you're like, oh, it's only got 30 deeds on it, but all the other songs I never heard of, and they weren't hits, and I don't like them as much. Like, that's another thing I wanted to say to this comedian. I was going, this is why you and I aren't as great as Dave Chappelle. Like, he'll do a special that might have a lot of bits in it that you don't laugh at, and they miss, but somewhere... In that special, there's a grand slam that is going to become go viral on the internet because it's so fucking great, you know. And I know as a comedian that puts stuff out there on social media and puts all of his clips out there, and I see what one does versus another. To have the grand slam, even to have a few in one's comedy special, is fucking hard. And he does that every time. Dave Chappelle has a Grand Slam bit in every special. You know? Same with a Louis C.K. You can't go through his specials and go, there's zero things that are good in this special. Like, you're out of your, fu- you're out of your fucking mind. And <laughs> maybe you don't have a deeper way of thinking. And that's why we aren't, uh, you know, the best of friends. I hope this guy doesn't hate me when he hears this podcast. I told him he's going to hear it, so I hope he doesn't hate me because I'm not saying I don't like this guy. I like him. I'm just saying that, you know what I mean? He'll get it. (laughs) Uh, We don't hang out. Our wives don't hang out. Our kids don't hang out. You know, I've hung out with him with his wife a few times, you know, but it is what it is. All right, I want to hear the rest of Jerry's call. This is going to be a short podcast. It's here. He's got it. I think he called back. Uh, one more thing. There's no way Dave Chappelle is is uh, is overrated. He might even be underrated. I, I think he's phenomenal, man. And I'm not. I don't always agree with him where he lands and what side of things he comes down on. But anyone who thinks his last special that's so controversial right now is anything, but a, 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 a special about tolerance. It's about tolerance. And it's trying to show how some people in their effort to kill the beast of intolerance have become the untolerant ones. This is what he's trying to point out in his new special, if people missed it, man. And he did it with humor, and he did it with comedy, and it's about bringing people together, man. That's what he's about. And and I don't, I'm sorry if you can't see that. Anyway, I had to, I had to say that last note. Later. That's a great that's a great note, Jerry. Um, and yes, you either see it or you don't. You know, my mom. I've had those I've had those conversations with my mom before on a movie where she didn't like it, and then I go, "Did you did you get it? Did you get?" And I like explain to her what the ending meant, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't even know that." Like they don't, she doesn't, she doesn't have that. She missed it. 
She can't go to the deeper route of things. Certain things don't hit her. So, uh, yeah, if you're missing that and you miss that and you don't appreciate Dave Chappelle and you just think he's doing the one thing, you know what I mean? You shouldn't be. Just don't judge it. Just say he's not for me. But come on. Can't take him down. Oh, boy. I hope we got that all out there. This is a fun little topic, though. I like these, like, one-topic episodes. They're fun. They are fun. But that's it, baby. That's it. Why'd I say baby? I don't know why I just said baby there. That <laughs> did not mean baby. <laughs> I was hitting the slider. Ah, oh, jeez. I have a mixer. I have a desktop. I have a laptop next to me. And I was working it all at the same time. And uh, I said baby. <laughs> It's over, baby. It's over, baby. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's over, man. Wow, baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. I hope you enjoyed this one. It was a good little discussion. Go check out Chappelle's special, The Closer. Call the phone number this week because we didn't have a lot of calls. I only gave a short time frame to leave messages. 951-298-9899. We could talk a little bit of, more about it next week if you got anything on it. Leave a message on the voicemail. All right, everybody? I want to hear from you more. Hey, right? And uh, I'm videotaping this one, so um, I'm not going to put the whole episode out anywhere. But uh, it will... Uh, little clips will be up on my Instagram. Go and see me live November 5th in Scranton, PA. November 6th in Mamaronic, PA. <laughs> no, Mamaronic, New York. Scranton, PA, 5th, <laughs> November 5th, Scranton, November 6th, Mamaronic, New York. Okay? Just go to JoeMatterese.com for tickets to those shows, all right? If you want to throw me a bone, go on my website and uh, buy uh, buy some merch. Buy a t-shirt. They're there, all right? There's like five or six different ones. Go check them out. Some cool Remember When Van Halen throwback t-shirts. It's a nice way to throw back to the podcast. Grab yourself a t-shirt, all right? Thanks, guys. Have a good one.